Hello, welcome to the podcast for Screw Ups. This is Wallen. Uh, I thought I'd pull one down. I've been working on something for the 14th, so there's a couple where I tried to like do the little thing, but I'm going to read the scripture to you. Um, I actually didn't bring my eyeglasses, which is not smart. Um, and uh, I'm going to talk to you about something real personal. Uh, I just uh, felt like I should, uh, which is weird. a Sunday night, a rainy Sunday night if you can hear the rain, I'm sure you can. Um, and the scripture is 1 Timothy 1, 12 through 17. Um, it is what I'm going to be doing on that night. And the, the theme is friendship and being real in friendship. Uh, and Paul shares his testimony. I'm going to share my testimony that night. Um, and then I'm going to talk about friendship. You know, what kind of friend are you? Uh, are you the kind of friend that prays for your friend? Uh, anyways, let me read this to you. Sorry. I'm trying to hold too many things at once. It's not working. So I'm going to get up and cut the light on. Although I love the light being off, by the way. I don't know what you think about the rain. I know what Toby Mac thinks about the rain. He thinks that, you know, since God provides, should we uh, be sad about it? Okay. First thing to be one, 12 through 17. I thank him for has given me strength and trust in Jesus our Lord because he Judge me faithful, appointing me to this church. It's a big deal to Paul. You know, Paul has to share his struggles with people because he was a former, and he's about to say what that is. That he's thankful. He's thankful for appointing him for God and using him in church. Formerly, I was a blasphemer, a persecutor, an insolent opponent, but I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly and unbelievably. That he was a blasphemer and a persecutor, he was not persecuted the church. Insolent opponent, firebreak, you know, against the church. But that I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly very, very smart man, acting ignorant. It happens to all of us. And then mercy is, this is from Matt, actually, and I've heard it before, too. And mercy is not getting something you do to her because I actually remember it, they said. But then, verse 14, and the grace of our Lord overflows for me with the faith, the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Grace is getting something you don't deserve. Grace poured on me along with faith and love is too confident in Christ Jesus. Is what Paul got. That's the trade off that he got um, in life. Um, the thing is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of you who I am before. And 
other versions say I am the chief. I like to say I am the chief. Grew up and fought the chief. But I receive mercy. There again, mercy is not doing something you don't do for this reason. That to me, as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who are to believe in him eternal life. You know, like people have called me appropriate grace. That's what Paul was, appropriate grace. That he is, that, that God gets more glory for what he does to change Paul in that regard to that. Which is cool thing. Alright. But Jim Beach is a big sinner. You know? I'm a big sinner. Christ shows his examples to the Lord. He's an example to the church. And everybody around to the King of the ages, the mortal, the visible, the only God, the honor and glory forever and ever. Um, you know, to close out, six verses, I think it's six, and then, and then, uh, this is uh, the Proverbs. Whoever would foster love covers in the hand, but whoever repeats the same matter, separate You know, love, if you foster love, cover an offense, help people out. If you repeat a matter, and to me that's like repeating a secret. I, I could be wrong about that. I'm not sorry. I, I'm not the Bible expert on everything. But, um, you know, right there, Paul still breathing threats, murder against the disciples of the Lord, the people of the way. Went to the high priest and asked him for letters to synagogues at Damascus Church that he could find any more only to the way. The way right there. When it says the way, that's the what the people are called who are believers. And it's the reason why they have to uh, do things in secret like one side of a fish slide it in the ground, the other person feels it in, and you know you can talk about Jesus. Uh, in that time, I love that. So, uh, men or women, he might be bound to the earth. Now, as he went on his way, he approached the master, and suddenly a light shone around him. And falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying, and he saw, saw, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus. You are persecuted. But rising in the city, and you will be told what to do, what you are to do. The men who were traveling with him said, Speechless, hearing the voice, and seeing no one. Saul rose from the ground, and although his eyes were open, he saw nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him to the master. In three days he was without sight, neither ate nor drank. So that's Paul. You know, uh, fire breather, persecuting the church, Jesus is going to do something about it. And I like his response, who are you, Lord? 
I think that's an interesting response. Um, I think, you know, if you read 22 and 26, he also shares his testimony. So, you know, here's where I will, will give my testimony. Um, I was like Paul. I didn't know Christ, obviously. Everybody is like that um, before they know Christ. Uh, you know, this is a formal occasion, so um, when you're sharing with your friends and being real with your friends, you need to tell them your story without all the, the, the stuff that goes with it. Like, your friends should know your stories. They just should. So, my friends know my stories, I think. I hope, and if they listen to the podcast, they definitely know it. But, um, my mom and my dad, who I thought was my dad, uh, were married and divorced and separated and got back together and divorced finally by the time I was in seventh or eighth. And that's Stan Wallace. So, I went by Michael Wallace from first grade to seventh grade, maybe, sixth or seventh. Um, and I had already got the nickname Wally by the time I was in junior high. Uh, so my name's Michael Macaluso. My nickname is Wally. Uh, that's what I went for, for by for a long time. Uh, so uh, around 12, I found out that my dad was Mike Macaluso. He lived in California. He came to visit me. And then I got to know him from uh, as much as I could. So I, my name changed to Michael Macaluso. That became my real name, uh, and I lived with my dad, and my dad abused me. Um, he told me I was sorry, and I was no good, and I'd never be nothing. And uh, there were hard days in California. But there's this day that I remember, uh, I uh, got down on my knees, and I asked God, I said, if you're real, can you help me? Will you help me? And he did. It wasn't immediately. The way I wound up getting help is I got to leave by the police. Uh, I told the police officer what was happening. He let me call my mom. My mom paid for the plane ticket, but they made me talk to my dad. Uh, my dad guilt tripped me, and he wanted me to stay, so he didn't talk to me for a long time after. Uh, so that happened. Um, my sister had already died by this time. I was 10. She was 8. So my family had a lot of trouble in it. So... I'm back from California. I lived in California until I was around 11. So I moved back, started going to church to play basketball at Westwood down the road. And I had to go to church to play basketball. They made a rule. So, so I, you know, started listening, heard about God. I'd only heard stories about God very few times by that time. But on a Sunday morning, I heard Jesus loves you and he died for you. And when it, that was said, it just washed over me and I needed to go get it. So I went and I became a believer that day. I believed on the Lord Jesus the day that I heard that Jesus loved me and he died for me. Because you got to take it how I get it. My mom always said she loved me. My dad never has said it. So here's this Jesus guy. He loves me and he died for me. That was my moment to know him. And if you don't know him for yourself, you should know him the best. He's the best there is. There's nothing better than Jesus. So, um, so I came to know Christ. Um, you know, by the time I was a senior, I was leading some. Started a little Bible study at school. 
then when I was 19, I started reading the Bible every day. Uh, after a disciple now, just like we'll have coming up, somebody challenged me to have a quiet time every day for a month, uh, for 30 days, I think it was. And, you know, I'm not bragging, but I started to have my quiet time every day from 19 to the, in my 30s. And I made a ritual, and I needed to make it a study item later, uh, and I didn't. So, so that happened. Here's how God's using me now, I think. I teach nice and 10th grade guys. I'm doing a podcast, the podcast of Screw Ups, uh, if you ever want to listen. Um, and um, I wrote a book. It's out now. Uh, it's a great form. Uh, you know, I, it is what it is. It's me. Just like the podcast, it's me. It's me trying to encourage people to Christ. That's what I do. That's how my way to try to live out the gospel of telling people about Jesus. And I'm not the best at it or anything like that. Um, you know, Paul is ten times better a witness than me. Uh, you know, God used him to write 13 books in the Bible. Um, you know, all kinds of struggle and all that. And, you know, whatever thorn he had in the flesh... know he's a powerful powerful guy for the Lord so that's something of what I think I'll do on that night it's still not many minutes and I don't want to drag it out for just dragging it out say but I haven't spoken in front of people in a while so I'll need my notes and I'll need to um, you know just not do what I do on the podcast because I don't want to you know speaking to me it needs to be separate and different uh, so I need to take my time and not rush and all that stuff. Um, the other stuff that I want to talk to you about uh, is something that I texted my friend Jason. Uh, which, by the way, Jason did help with the book. Uh, probably the things that are really good in the book, he did it. Uh, he helped me make it happen. Um... So, uh, I, I'm sitting outside tonight, I've been listening to music, I cooked on the uh, pizza cooker, which by the way, if you have the means, get a pizza cooker uh, for your house, uh, make pizzas outside, and make sandwiches, tonight I did uh, steak sandwiches, and uh, I did some, uh, um, hash browns, maybe not as good as uh, Waffle House, but it's on the road to Waffle House, uh, so there you go. Uh, so I, um, I'm sitting outside. It's in the evening, and I have this thing wash over me, and it happens sometimes. Uh, I just feel lonely, and you know, it comes out of nowhere sometimes. And I, I'm not like every other single person. I don't know how some people are. I'm not around single people. There's not, there, I never have been in a church, hardly ever, that there's other single people. Uh, many, you know. So I haven't had a prospect in a while. And I hadn't, you know, I've talked to some people. I've been friends with people. But I don't think that God has put before me the person that he wants me to be with. And on a night like tonight, I'd like to sit on the porch and talk to someone. 
I'd like to have a phone conversation or a text or whatever with someone who I could, we could be on the same team and we could get jerseys in that yours would look better than mine because you're out of my league. <laughs> um, that's a song by Mike King. Um, and it's actually for the, a girl that I really liked once. She doesn't know that's the song that I associate with her, but I loved it, that song. And I loved it in regards to thinking about her. So I'm in a reflective kind of mood tonight. But I want to say this thing that sometimes people act like it's not true. Sorry, I'm moving. I'm getting rained on a little. Sometimes people act like it's not true. That, that people get lonely, you know, that you feel alone. I feel alone, and I'm, I have my family here. Uh, I, I can go talk to them, but it's it's like uh, family can't fix that. And, you know, they, uh, and friends can't fix it. It's one of those things that it's that longing that I have that I want to be married one day, that I want to have a partner in life, that I want to, you know, a lady that will love me back in the same way I love her. Um, we're on the same team. You know, we, I'm going to do the jersey thing, you know, but I probably shouldn't do that. Um, so, you know, I'm trying to share everything. So I need to tell you when I feel lonely, when I feel like I'm struggling. And sometimes... That lonely thing can turn to sin, you know. Uh, it's easy for a single person to, to uh, lust or chase after the wrong person. I've done that before. I don't want to do it again. Uh, you know, uh, I want God's person for me. But it's the same thing that I say this, and I love saying it. The danger is not as the same as for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and for Daniel. Daniel in the lion's den, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery pit. Um, that I'm the same as them in the sense that I want this thing to happen. You know, I want to find a spouse, whatever. But even if I don't get it, I'm still for him. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Daniel, God can save us from this. He can be in it with us. But even if he doesn't, we're still for him. Uh, and I think that's, you know, and I don't know what your thing might be that you struggle with, but you got to be, you got to come to the place where you say, I'm for you no matter what. And uh, I was saying this to somebody that, you know, I think sometimes you don't get what you want. You know, like, I want to get that, but I may not get it. And I don't think you have to be promised that for God to be good in every way. See, you know, my life, I want it to be, I want to trust Him with my life even when I don't get what I want. See, because God's not Santa Claus. You know, He's better than Santa Claus because He steps into your life and tries to rescue you from the darkness. He doesn't try to rescue you. He does rescue you. So, 
So that's where I'm at tonight. I love the rain. You know, the rain always reminds me that you have another chance. I'm not sure why it does that for me. So I like the rain. My perfect scenario right now would be to be sitting in a hot tub and listening to the rain. Uh, that's how good the rain is to me. So I don't currently have a hot tub. If you want to, I'm not kidding. <laughs> um, so that's where I'm at. I'm in a good place in some ways and in a bad place in the other ways. And I, I'm, I'm really burdened today seeing that another pastor has fallen. But not from sex, from having inappropriate conversations. And I've done that, by the way. So God's really been on me today about making sure my conversations are good with everyone. Uh, you know, it's easy to veer off with and get comfortable with things. Uh, and I, I gave people the book today. And by the way, I, I read Blake's book uh, on Mark. And I'm going to try to comment some on Mark uh, from Blake's book. It's just a, like a simple little book that they do at the church. Uh, but his is different in that it's really, you know, the words are continuous. It's not broken up into a, like an emotion like many of them are. Uh, and it's so good. Uh, Blake is so skilled. Uh, I told him he should probably write a book the way he scripted his sermons and all that. Uh, you know, for me, writing a book was I felt inspired. And I felt like it was something I was supposed to do. And then I didn't come to the place where I printed it. But this time I printed it, and it's been like slaying a dragon. See, it doesn't matter how many people get it. And, you know, I'm not good about asking for money. Uh, so I've given it away. And people have, you know, forced me to let them give me money. But I don't want money. I'm not. That, to me, that money's spent for a reason. And I it's already gotten paid off. You know, you can get the book, you can get it online, you can get a copy of it if you want to send you, um, or I can send you one if you want one. You know, you can just send me an email, wallymac2 at gmail.com. Uh, I love saying that. David says he has to take, uh, send me an email, but I, I never got them. Uh, so if you're sending emails and I'm not getting them, I have no idea how you're blocked. I didn't block you. Um, frustrating tonight. I tried to back it up. Uh, when the people dropped it off, I didn't make them push it back further because they were having trouble pushing it in the gravel. Um, of course, that causes trouble. Uh, I've been com I've been uh, negatively commented about. I'm not a fan of that, by the way. Because uh, it'll be out of here by Wednesday, probably. Um, i got to take the tires off uh, if I can. Not that I know what I'll do with them. She just has to put all that money. So it'd be nice if I could, you know, whatever. So, um, thank you for listening. Uh, I'm thankful for people listening. Uh, and I hope that you get, you know, out of it what I think I'm given in the midst of it, you know. It's me sharing my life. It's me hoping that I encourage people to Christ. It's me, uh, and that's, you know, enough. Uh, 
you know, my dad, uh, he didn't know that I would be the voice of the screw-ups. I didn't know. But he couldn't stop me. You know, the accident didn't stop me. My sin, my screwed-upness, my big, huge screwed-upness, it doesn't stop how good God is. Uh, and me wanting to say that, and I'm like Paul, I count it as an honor that he, you know, wants to use me. Because it's not me. You know, it's like somebody was saying something kind to me, and I was saying, you know, that's God. You know, God's the one that reminds me to text or call or whatever. Uh, be kind. So, that's the end of the podcast. The end of the old podcast. Have a good day, evening, whatever you're at.